Welcome to Cocktails and Comics. Grab a drink and bring out your inner nerd and join your hosts, Steve, Alec, and Andy. Well, hello, everyone of Asgard. Here we are again at Cocktails and Comics. Mm. How you doing, Alec? It's Andy. Apparently bowing to my king. You should. I am. I have a glorious purpose. Oh? Oh, yes. Does that have something to do with what we're talking about today? I mean, maybe, a little bit. Maybe. Okay. I mean, we I are... I think it might rhyme with uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> or are you just trying to keep things low-key? Oh, oh, but I'm... Spoiler sure. alert, everybody. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. That was good. That was really fucking good. It's the easiest one to do. Yeah, I didn't think of it, though. I don't really try to marvel in my own <laughs> glory, but... <laughs> All right, we get it. You're fucking cool. <laughs> no, I'm just good with puns. <laughs> it's magic. Uh, yes, we are continuing our breakdown of... It's enchanting. <laughs> you asshole. And it just keeps going. <laughs> but yes, we are breaking down Loki. We are on three and four today. Well, on... Um... Cocktails and comics. On cocktails and comics. I said cocktails and comics at the end. I can't fucking remember. I know, dude. This weekend, Honestly, was, <laughs> this weekend was wild. We've been full gas pedal, and for me, it doesn't help that the Bucks are in the fucking finals. Mm-hmm. So literally every two to three days, I've been maxing out there. Yeah. We've spent every day at the fucking pool, it seems. Yeah. There's no time for anything. And none of it's bad. It's just, oh, I'm, I'm complaining zero. No. My brain is, is, is less than mashed potatoes. Yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with that. Mine is like when you add too much milk to the mac and cheese, and it just becomes soupy. Same with the hamburger helper. Yeah, yep. it's just not good. Yep. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not even good after a slow simmer. Yeah, and exactly. That's, that's the cool down point. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little, yeah. I'm with you, man. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was a fun-ass weekend, and uh, I'm glad to be, obviously, around the table again. I fucking love this. I yeah. Honestly, with how like the weekend's been going and how work's been going, you know, you've gotten over AIDS now. I was going to say that. Six time, yeah, you don't have AIDS anymore. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, it's just everything's been like kind of like <laughs> congealed together lately. Yeah. And none of it's negative. It's Bro. just we haven't taken time to slow down. Yeah. And that's probably okay because this is uh, the summer's not like the last where it's mm. not closed down. And then we also have like. Super dope pool access. Right. And an awesome crew of people to spend the time with. Absolutely. So we've been blessed this year. Oh, yeah. More ways than one. For all you listening, this is not taking a backseat at all. Yeah. It's just we don't know when to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, I think we proved that on Saturday. Correct. And it was like, hey, let's do a whole pool day, day drinking. And then I was like, let's go to the bar. And uh, I was there for 20 minutes, and I was like, I can't even drink a beer. I drank water, and I left. And I was there for 40 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Getting too old, man. Yeah. I'm I'm with you, man. But I believe we do have exciting shit to talk about today, do we not? Oh, definitely. I fucking, again, this show was phenomenal. We're behind on releasing these episodes, but again, well worth it. Still we had some holiday it. weekends and stuff going on, and AIDS. again, Andy had AIDS <laughs> for like the sixth time, so. But we are back in the saddle, back and ready to, oh, God damn, what a good song. <laughs> I guess saying that, yeah, saying that, that yeah, last, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Saying that last yeah, week. we did that, yeah. yeah sorry. Doesn't bad. matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter, we get it twice true. in a row now. Yeah, save a horse, ride a cowboy, whatever, you know? That's the gay version. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Brookback Mountain version. <laughs> you can say that. Yeah. So we're back at it, I guess, uh, CNC. We got episode three and four coming at you today. Yeah, so episode three, Lamentus. 
so basically this takes place right after where we left off on episode two, which was all of the reset charges being thrown into... In Rock's car... Uh, Rock's cart. Right. Store. Well, all, everywhere else, but we saw a big number of them also in Rock's cart because that was yeah. the present setting. And her setting those off and sending them into the timeline to distract the TVA. Uh, and, of course, we know Loki left with uh, Sylvie, and they both ended up in the TVA where we pretty much expected them to show up. Yeah. Um, so Sylvie's trying to find the timekeepers. Uh, so basically, we start out Loki, Sylvie walking into the TVA. Sylvie finds out right away that she can't enchant people in the TVA because, as we know, magic doesn't work there. Right. And this is almost like new news to her. Yeah. So we get to see her whoop some ass, which was really cool. Um, I Like, Loki has been put down to the ground more times than not in yeah. every fight scene. Yeah. Granted, don't go against your brother and don't go against Hulk. <laughs> Outside of that, they can whoop some fucking ass. I love... Yeah. Uh, Loki's fighting style. It's yeah. very smooth. It's swift. It's it's almost like a dance compared to mm-hmm. just a, a fist to fist. It's a very beautiful fight. I agree. With I that. love their style. Yeah, I love it. I very much agree with that. And I, like I said, it was fun to watch uh, Sophia Di Martino's character Sylvie kick some ass at the TVA, but then basically get confronted before they're able to get to the timekeepers. Um, be stopped by Renslayer. Right. And, uh, Fucking bitch. Yeah, I know. And uh, Renslayer is then about to prune him, and Loki steals the Tempad and puts uh, Sylvie and himself in a different planet uh, and different timeline at that point. Um, so once we find out, they end up in uh, 2077 on Lamentus 1, and it's a moon that's being crushed by a planet, basically. So that's, I think I have a little bit of... Uh of a backstory on this lamentous thing um it's titled that after the alien world uh where most of it's set marvel's annihilation conquest prologue number one which is part of a series about the galactic invasion from the negative zone it begins on lamentous outworld which is at the very edge of pre-space mm-hmm. so uh they're tinted the same light purple as the ones in lamentous one so kind of cool that we yeah, get definitely. that little nod um i had another fact about lamentus and actually like what the idea of the floating island kind of is and then also lament and in the latin term which we all know what lament is we feel it every day so yeah. <laughs> right so kind of a, a, a it's a it gives you a barren feel yeah it's definitely like that uh old west feel almost like a forgotten world yeah. in, in the marvel world it's like a forgotten world mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's weird because you have that, and then at the end of the episode, we come to, like, a big city, which is interesting. Which is so, great. Yeah, yeah, that really blew it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, what happens here at Lamentus, you realize, Sylvie realizes where they're at, and then she says, you know, you put us to a plant that's going to be ending. No one makes it off of this planet whatsoever. So, with that happening... The time the TVA has no idea where they are because they're watching that moon slowly crash and like, right. slowly get closer. Yeah, the planet crashing in because they're on the moon technically. The Lamentus one is the moon, and then the planet's crashing in. Yeah, <laughs> and because um, I remember sitting on the couch uh, with Sarah, we were watching this, and and it's like wow, impending doom. And yeah, it's a very great episode with them stuck on this planet, but goddamn, when we get towards the end, that's really when like, Oh I yeah. Actually got goosebumps watching it because anything that close to where you're, whatever planet you're on, yeah. that's not 
fun. Yeah. It's not a good time for anybody. Right. So very cool how they made that almost realistic feeling. Agreed. I highly agreed. Uh, so we find out a little bit Lamentous One, and then Sylvie and Loki kind of have this back and forth of distrust of her being, he has the tempad, he's hit it with his magic, and she's trying to enchant him. Doesn't work. <laughs> and they're also stuck in the best place for this this whole interaction they're mm. about to go through. They're stuck in the best place, which is also the worst place. But they yeah. literally, the planet or moon is about to die. Mm. Everything on it is dying or fleeing. Right. And they park their asses on two rocks and have a face-to-face yeah. for 45 minutes. Pretty much. I mean... Because you're almost forced to do nothing but that. Yeah. And if you're going to sit with said person... We all know silence is golden, but also <laughs> silence is terrible. Yeah. So you're going to talk. Exactly. And now it's the time to get answers. Absolutely. So then going back and forth, you know, Loki's trying to find out more about Sylvie. Sylvie's very uh, cards to the chest, you know, very close to the chest on that one. But they come up with a plan of getting on this train to go to the city because they need to power up the tempad again. Um, and I like the whole train scene because, you know, they – Work their way on by basically Loki pretending he's a guard, putting himself in a guard's outfit, uh, and bringing this person saying, you know, Sylvie's a prisoner. And they, like, ask for credentials. and Right. And then she enchants one of the guards. Right. And it's like, okay, you're seeing these two work together in a way. Which we've seen Loki work with what's considered at the point his enemy before mm. like, to work with them so they can get past a point. Right. We've and seen it with Thor. We've seen it with, you know. As long as he can get through... He will immediately turn. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. At the same time, this is now, still now, only episode three, we already have a different Loki completely. Right. And now, now he's almost dealing with his past self, mm-hmm. which we can see he can't handle too well. So <laughs> right. Whether it was just him or now looking at Sylvie as his past self, he's not good at looking in the mirror. Yeah. Agreed. And so they finally get on the, the train and have a seat and start talking basically about where they both come from. And this is where Loki talks about Frigga, his mom, and how she taught him magic. Uh, and he does even that little thing where he shows the fireworks coming out of his hand. Like that and he magic. tells that beautiful fucking story, too. Mm. Beautiful story about his, like, his childhood and stuff, mm. which is awesome. Yeah. Because it's, his heart is always there. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, he loved Frigga. He loved his mom and everything. Obviously... He didn't care too much for Odin and Thor at that point. But that's because I think I feel like Odin always made him <clears throat> always uh, always reminded him that he's not as guardian. Yeah, it always reminded him that he's not my son. Right. That's a terrible thing. But a mother's right. love is a mother's love. Oh, definitely. And he was easily a mama's boy. Thor's the daddy's boy. Yeah, we've all seen that uh, play out throughout this these those last 10, 11 years now. Mm. Um. So it, there's a very special place for uh, Frigga in, in his heart. <clears throat> yeah, and then I even liked how uh, it was funny because all of a sudden they're talking about their lives in Asgard, and he's like, you know, oh, I was adopted. And she's like, oh, I knew I was adopted. And he's like, wait, what, they told you? Like, again, their timelines being different, different of how their childhoods were, their life was, and everything. And obviously Sylvie didn't have a lot of time with her parents, which we find out at the beginning of the next episode of how young she was taken uh, yeah, from like the TV. A little kid. Yeah. Little kid. Um, so shortly after all of this, they're like, hey, let's chill out before we get to this, you know, uh, the city where they're going to steal the power from the rocket so they can charge the temp pad. 
when all of a sudden Sylvie wakes up and there's Loki singing and dancing with all of the people in the train car and he's hammered drunk. <laughs> <laughs> also, but, I believe I think he's singing uh, an old Asgardian mm-hmm. tune. And that's what it was. It Not, was a it, it wasn't uh it wasn't Loki's song, <clears throat> but it's just an old Asgardian mm-hmm. tune. Yeah, and I was again watching it again, I was like, this is funny and cool because he does kind of get emotional at one part where he sings the slow part. Yes. Uh, and just kind of makes eye contact with Sylvia of just like, you know, hey, I know what you know this means as well. Like we are from the same place. And as much just as different that's ever wanted to take over Asgard and not run Midgard as well, but be the ruler of Asgard, again, quite the special place it holds in his heart. Mm-hmm. Even though he was a fucking bastard motherfucker who was trying to take it all over. (laughs) Trying to kill his brother and trying to fucking get his dad off the throne and all this stuff. Asgard is still Asgard to him. It's home. Oh, definitely. There's always going to be that feeling of home before anything else that he's ever tried. Mm. So, and again, the show has done Loki so much justice on a character build where you never saw that from him before. Right. And I think Tom Hiddleston playing the character also, he's phenomenal at it. Oh, he's nailing it. He crushes the emotional parts that you're supposed to feel that emotion and get that vibe. But also also, uh, plays Loki where he's showing the emotion as well as hiding it at the same time. Where he, because I I know there's a part in here uh, where he watches mother die Mm. and he sheds like a tear. Yeah. But then holds the fuck on. Right. And goes back and to it's just, And he's just, I got a business. Yeah. Like, goddamn, man, you have really bottled that stuff up. Mm. So it, it, we're seeing how it's, <clears throat> it's like after all these years of, of again, seeing Sam Wilson. Knew nothing about him. Right. One series, and now I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Loki's been here for 10 years. We all thought we knew Loki. Right. And the six episodes has turned everything we've ever thought upside down. Agreed. And they're still splicing it up piece by piece, piece by piece, where you get more and more every episode of him. Oh, agreed. I love how where this all leads up to, because I think it's phenomenal. And oh, his character arc yes. is phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, so at this point, you know, guards come in. Uh, again, we get another cool fight scene between Loki, Sylvie, and then the, the guards on the train at this point. Uh, and then we get that funny moment where, you know, a window gets broken and Loki gets tossed out. Uh, and Sylvie's kind of like, motherfucker, he's got the temp pad. I have to go with him. <laughs> so she jumps out the window as well. <clears throat> Back on this dying fucking Right, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And uh, all of a sudden she's like, you know, do you still have the temp pad? And he shows it and then it's broken. And he's, she's like, well, this is useless. We're now going to fucking die on this planet. And Loki comes up with this brilliant idea. He goes... You know, what's supposed to happen uh, to the planet? You know, there's a ship. He's like, what happens to the ship? She goes, well, it never makes it off. I mean, this whole planet's supposed to die. And, and this, he goes, is, this is going back to something I think we were already – were we already told about this? Where yeah. if there's a timeline with an outcome that is the end of that world, that really mm-hmm. – yeah, going back to Pompeii. Right. Where the, the, that ends that way, that's it. Right. So they're almost safe in a way because – that's just going to be that way. There's really no branch off you can do from there. Right. And that's why to, they're hidden from the TVA. You just have to escape said situation. Right. Which then would create a Nexus event and then the TVA would find out. <laughs> I know. Goddamn time. Splitting hairs, man. <laughs> I it's like fucking splitting hairs. I know. But Loki goes, he makes a good point where he looks at Sylvie and goes, you know, well, there was never two Lokis on that ship. So maybe we can make it to where we can get off this planet. 
so she's like, fuck it, that's the best idea we have, so let's go for it. Uh, they basically walk to this fucking city. Uh, and this whole time, uh, what I enjoyed on this one was that they're, like, running through the city while the planet's, like, crushing into yeah. uh, the, their moon, basically. Well, the I think this is the asteroid starting to fall over the place. Right. Because the debris was falling first before the planet really had it took its effect on yeah. on where they were. And as they're running through the city, and I mean, that's when I think the destruction started happening, as we were saying. And then all of a sudden we kind of get to that moment where uh, I believe the, the ship gets crushed by, you know, the meteors, the meteors and, yep. and everything. Yep. And they realize that they're pretty much stuck on here. Because they're kind of looking that way and looking at the sky like, this is it. We're, right. We're kind of done here. Right. And uh, there is that moment, you know, kind of where they're, or I'm sorry, that was actually the end of the episode. So before that happens, they have a conversation where Sylvie, this was the big thing of this episode, that Sylvie tells Loki that everyone is a variant who works at the TVA. That the TVA wasn't just created, that everyone who works there is a variant from some timeline. Which would make sense in the long run. Right. You know, it's such a... Uh, come to Jesus moment when you find out you're like holy shit right but then looking back after that you're like yeah well, how would the TVA just create people right Let's exactly say, you know, and if they deal with variants their expertise is variants mm. so of course they use variants, variants. Yeah. yeah just the easiest dumbest fucking possible versions of <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah so we get that and then that's when they run through the city and have that Epic, you know, basically running through meteors crashing, uh, and then you see the ship being destroyed by one of the meteors or, you know, debris from the planet at that point. And that's where it ends with Loki just staring in disbelief and Sylvie just kind of walking back like, yeah, we're fucked. It's over with, you know. Um, so episode three, I, I enjoyed it for it wasn't an exciting episode by any means, but it was nice to break down the characters. And I dare have. not even use the term because I refuse to. For this series alone, mm. I will not say that this was a filler episode. I agree. Because there was still so much on the back and forth between what's going on with them, what's going on with the TVA, what's going on with them, what's going on with the TVA. Mm. <clears throat> the, and we're just finding out more information. Yeah. A filler episode, in my eyes, has never had more information. Right. You're just concentrating on the storyline. <clears throat> You know, building off of that. Oh, agree. Oh, we were fucking after these guys. Well, the filler episode is like you still after those guys for a while. Right. And maybe at the end, something tips you off for the next episode. Mm. Okay, that's a filler. Right. I never considered not one of these. And I, I told agree. you that a filler episode, and this is not one because oh, again, no. these are the two characters really having a one on one mm. right after they just met and right. found out who they were. That's a pretty cool moment. And you're figuring out, <laughs> you're trying to sit there on your couch going, they're gonna die right. off the fucking planet and you're like moon like what, what are we doing here right and you're thinking of these two masterminds of how are they gonna make it off you know are they going to die which obviously we knew we they weren't but how are they gonna get out of but, this mess but if it's done correctly the only thought you have is they're gonna die if right. they don't get off right like is, they have to come together at some which point which is for any movie or show great production and direction if if I know they're going to survive, but mm. in the moment, I'm like, <laughs> but are they? Right. Great writing, great everything on that one. And, yeah. and again, it's just, it's a, it's the two Lokis now finding out, who are you? Well, who are you? Right. And even then, we still, they don't know 
everything. Right. So it was very, very good of uh, introduction of, we're going to give you this. Oh, but don't forget they have to escape for their lives. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so always wanting more, always asking the questions. That that's all this show left me with with questions and anticipation for the following episode. I agree. So then we have uh, episode four, the Nexus event. Um, I like this one because we start out right away with Renslayer in a old like um, uh, like what what B fifteen wears all the time. You know, kind of like that the armor, outfit. the black SWAT outfit, and yep. everything. So you see Renslayer, but then all of a sudden you see a young girl in Asgard. You you pan over Asgard. And realize, oh, this is Sylvie, or this is Loki before she became Sylvie at this point. Um, and her playing with little figurines and kind of singing. And all of a sudden you see a door open, TVA door open, and there's Renslayer. Uh, and grabs her, says she's a variant, pulls her into the door, and they reset that timeline. Which, my <clears throat> heart broke. Because watching this first scene, you're yeah. like, but it's a girl playing with She was like 12. It's a girl playing with toys. Yeah. Enjoying her day. Right. What was her Nexus event? Why are adults, adult right. SWAT team of, of the time police after this 12-year-old playing with toys? Right. Either they know something already <clears throat> or... Something's going on. Something's going on. Something's going on. So she gets taken, basically get a quick shot of her going through the process Loki went through. Which, again, for a 12-year-old child is... Gotta be frightening. Frightening. And you're just taken from your parents. Right. In your home. No idea where you are. No answers given. And um, basically there's that moment where she's in the courtroom, like how Loki was. And she bites Renslayer's hand, stomps on her foot, takes a temp pad. (laughs) It fucking dips. Yeah, and dips. (laughs) She's like, peace out, bitch. God, she's like, she's so smart. She's so fucking smart. Even at that age, you know. But then it's crazy to think that she's been on the run since that time. We can now guess. Well, what they, you got to pinpoint Loki in our world. I mean, he, he looks like well, Hiddleston's getting up there this with this series. Like, yeah. let's just say Loki looks like forty. Yeah, a young forty. I would say there's probably. I would say late thirties. Okay, we'll average at thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. So she's been on the run for sixteen to eighteen years. Yeah. Or a twenty. Twenty years. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty to twenty-eight. 20, we're terrible at math, 26 years would be 38. That's a long time <laughs> for somebody to be constantly temp-padding right. everywhere. But also growing up, because I think she mentions it at one point where she's like, I grew up in uh, the ending of worlds, you know, that's where I knew where to that's hide. That's where she got out, yeah. And she's like, forever, I've been at everywhere that's ended, you know. So again, how depressing of a life for one. You're young, don't know what's going on. And then that's how you have to live. And every time you period you've gone to... Everyone you know, dies. You know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs, that's done. She yeah. was probably at Pompeii. Right. Gone. Yeah. You know, right. all of that shit. And it's just... Uh, I can't imagine. So again, they really drag you in with the emotion towards Sylvie and understanding where she's coming from. And you able to bond with that character pretty quickly. Well, kids on the run and like orphaned kids and stuff like that taken kids that were taken Mm. obviously if you're a real human being that your heart goes to that that pulls on the strings like nothing else does right so immediately yes my heart went to her like i can't imagine right and then you're surviving right for 20 some years 
on the ending of Worlds. Right. And maybe getting a split second here or there to eat. Yeah. Get you well fit. I don't know. I don't know how all that kill works. some yeah, TV agents. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I don't know. But you know, you, you know, it's not on all the endings of the world. You got to right. take a sliver of time here, a sliver of time there before she can get caught. She's out and right. That's no. I can the 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 revenge that she's after is understandable. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoken for. <laughs> <laughs> so then we come back to present time with them basically watching the world coming to an end. Uh, at this moment, they have a a weird romantic thing going on. And you're like, oh, you want to fuck yourself. So how did that make you feel when you It made me that? uncomfortable because I was like, you guys are the same person. So I thought, I was like, all right, would I fuck a female version of me? And I've seen myself in a female version because of a app. Yeah. And I'd fuck me. So, yeah, I felt pretty good. <laughs> I mean, fucking same. Because um, <laughs> I've seen you as a girl on the Snapchat filter. Yeah. And likewise, you, me. So yeah, we're hot. That's what it is. I mean, I'd watch our girl versions. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Go at it. No, it was it but was. It, but, also, it, but also, like, I, because I knew it was coming based on internet and stuff. Mm. Uh, no leaks or anything. It was just. There was that one – there is that shot of them uh, in the trailer. It, so it's kind of like forthcoming. And it looks like, you know, it's oh, forth- it looks kind of romantic. It's forthcoming. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that completely swept that thought out of my head where it didn't make it weird is I think it's the number one with Loki. He's a motherfucking narcissist. Yeah. So he if you're narcissistic – <laughs> You love yourself. Yeah, he's going to want to fuck himself. I mean – I want to fuck Loki. Mm. I also want to fuck Loki. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> As a straight man, these are my words. Yeah. <laughs> so with this romantic feeling, uh, Mobius and B-15 see that a Nexus event is happening, which then open up a door so Loki and Sylvie can come back to the TVA. And uh, again, they're put in shackles, basically. Oh, my God. That was so hard to watch them be ripped apart like that yeah. down that hallway. Yeah. Because all he's doing is looking her way. Like, he yeah. doesn't give a fuck. About what's about to happen to him. Right. Again, another character build mm. where Loki cares about not himself. But himself. <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> Forever asterisk from this point on, so I don't we'd have to make that tiny point. Yeah. He is he is literally like I said, he's being dragged away and down the hallway as she's cut off into a door mm. and his head is turned at a constant. Yeah. Because he wants to know what's going on with her. Right. He wants to protect her. When's the last time you saw Loki do that? Yeah, I mean... Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So... Very much agree. Even, like, a sliver of it. Yeah. You know? Again, sh- changing the character. Like, there was maybe a second where he saw Thor in trouble in one of the movies. Right. But then, like, he still was like, I'm fucking Loki. Yeah, we also <laughs> didn't get it to, like, Endgame where all of a sudden you're like, oh, he does love Thor. <laughs> right. You know? right. So, and then, or Infinity War, and then he dies. Yeah. So we got, <laughs> Spoiler warning. We, we got that going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that, would, that hit me, like, real big in the heart when I saw that, like, yeah. in that slow motion scene of, like, him being tear, torn apart from something. Like, oh, don't do this to my boy. Mm-hmm. Even though he's done it to, like, countless people. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, well, at this point, you know, Mobius and Loki are talking. Loki drops the bomb that, you know, all of them are variants. Obviously, Mobius thinks he's lying and throws him into uh, a time loop where, basically, you live a bad memory. But damn, is Owen Wilson playing this part to a T oh, yeah. because for a second 
or two, I'm like watching this scene like, holy fuck, he just broke into Mobius. Like, yeah. It's click. The wheels are turning in Mobius' right. head, and he's like, "Come on, yeah, like, like, ah, son you're of a not. bitch!" Like yeah. your your look on your face and your eyes, like everything told the story of how you were actually feeling. Yeah, and then you're just like, "Get him out of here!" Like, yeah, oh, okay. He's like, "I'm TVA." Like, like, we this almost is not you almost had him. Like right. you almost had him. Right, and uh, so he throws him into a time loop where all of a sudden we get to see Lady Sif. Which Loki was just as excited to see Lady right. Sif as we were. Yes. As <laughs> However. <laughs> uh, he got kicked in the nards. A lot. <laughs> Real hard. First it's the slap in the face. Yeah. And then it's the pleading. Yeah. And then it's the kick in the nuts. <laughs> and then she basically tells him that he's nothing. Yeah. And that's it. And then she walks away. Yeah. And as he gets to his feet, Lady Sif. Walks Comes back out again. Goes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and it's the same playthrough where he's like, but wait, slap it across the face. Yeah. Sif, let me just bam to the nuts. <laughs> you are nothing and you will be nothing. Yeah. And she walks away again. And I'm glad they only did it twice because that was that's what made it the funniest. Because yeah. then the third time comes through and he's trying to plead his case and trying to I mean, really put up his hands and go, yeah. let me say something. Which right. is crazy that either the TVA let him do this or, like, he actually broke it where he could talk to the time loop mm. person and break the sequence. Right. Because at this point, his balls are hurting. He's on the ground. He ain't getting back up. Right. But he pleads, pleads with her and explains to her about something. And you're like, oh, fuck, there's a change of heart coming. Right. And she just leans in even meaner. Yeah. And says, something, something, but... And then the original line she says to him, mm. and then she stomps off, and that's when I believe Mopius comes back in. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you had enough? Yeah, because while he was going through this, those first two times, I mean, we got to look back at B-15, uh, who basically has a one-on-one -on -one with Sylvie. And she goes like, when you enchanted me, something happened. How did you... How did you create those memories? Right. And she says, I can't create anything. I can only use what's already there. Right. So B-15, when she got enchanted, saw something in her memories. And obviously she broke Sylvie out to go back to Roxcart. Well, the confusion, the, the confusion on B-15's face, mm. as well as the confidence on her face of like, I know what I saw in my mind. Right. But what is it and why did I see it? Right. So she knows she saw something and she can feel the realism to it. Mm. She also has no idea what this feeling is because it's not it's not familiar to her. Right. But something's wrong. And again, a great capture of acting. Yeah. With her face and how she portrayed that. Oh yeah, like, B fifteen does a fantastic job. When she's not just playing the robot character she did in the yeah. first episode or two, she's She's one of my favorites mm. now. Like, my heart is going out to her. She's been one of the fun ones to watch. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I like to see characters that are hard-ass like that, but then, like, you see that they have a heart. Yeah. Because you now know that that heart goes. The hard-ass of them, like, goes to where their heart lies. Right. So if her heart starts to lie somewhere else coming up, she's going to put it all out for it. Oh, definitely. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. Because she's a big bitch. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and um, so I like that whole moment where you find out, you know, B-15 realizes that the TVA is all variants. And uh, 
at that also during that moment because that's when they go back to Rock's cart, correct? Yeah, and she basically she shows makes her, the her go back to Rock's yeah. cart because that's where it happened, right? And she's like, "Show me the rest of the memories," and she's yep. like, "I yep. used to, or I looked happy, yep. you know." Yep. So that was an emotional moment, but even at that same time, uh, Mobius goes to see Renslayer. And she told her that uh, C-20, the one that was kidnapped, and told her told Sylvie where the timekeepers were. Renslayer said she died because of, you know, her mind was scrambled everything. But again, Mobius being like, you know, Loki said this thing that's sticking with me that we're all variants and everything like that. Mobius ends up stealing Renslayer's C-pad and then looks up in her C-pad and finds our temp-pad and finds the recording of C-20 talking about how she has different memories. Uh, and then you find out at that moment that Renslayer killed C-20. Um, so basically backs Loki and Sylvia on what they're saying, where Mobius goes, changing sides. I'm going on the other side now. Uh, and that's when Woman Wilson comes back to Loki and his terrible, terrible bad memory trip. <laughs> I, that was one of the best time loops I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I, uh, this and heartbreaking. It's the only time loop I've ever seen, but yeah, yeah. Lady Sif, like when he pours his heart out and Lady Sif gets back to him, that one really hurt. And then on the other side of the door, Mobius is such a good guy. We all love him. I hope he's as, I don't, I never read the comics. I hope he's as lovable in the comics. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, you want a better life for him. And ever since he's been staring at the jet ski, like, get this motherfucker. Get this guy a jet ski, Get this guy a fucking red dog and a jet ski. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was cool because – and it shows, too, that, like, he's not in full belief. He only knows the TVA life. Yeah. But he's a great detective. Right. Oh, he believes in what's there, what he can see. It's also his job to figure out Mm -hmm. stuff. So if somebody presents him with said information – even if he doesn't look at it as super duper important, mm. it's something he's got to look into. Right. It's like science. <laughs> so he's has to go do, he has to go to Renslayer and be like, it's just something was said. And right. I just, I have to put it out to you. Yeah. And she's just such a fucking puppet for whoever the timekeepers, whoever at this point, it's like, she's just going to either like derail him. Or avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Or reassure him that, no, they're just making shit up to trick you. Right. You fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. kudos to Mobius' character Yeah. to even make him even look into it. Right. Just the tiniest bit. Oh, agreed. And I love that old moment because, you know, Mobius goes, hey, Loki, I believe you. I know what, I know what happened. Like, I can see what's now going on. And breaks Loki out of the time loop where all of a sudden we're confronted with Renslayer and more TV agents. Uh, this is a moment where I shed a tear because, you know, Mobius is trying to, you know, not talk his way out of it, but going like, do you know that we're all being, like, controlled and this is all fake and this is bullshit and everything? To uh, Renslayer, right? To Renslayer. Uh, to where all of a sudden, you know, kind of a fight breaks out and Mobius ends up getting pruned. And I knew it wasn't the end of Mobius, but I shed a tear. But you like, hate to see it. Right. He got disintegrated. And I was like, what? And at this point, you don't know uh, with those wands that they use, which I, I absolutely love, by yeah. the way. But it's like you can set it to stun. You can set it to prune, prune, which we'll get there yeah. next episode, I believe. At the end of this one, yeah. Right, yeah, at the end of this one. 
Um, and then apparently there's the death setting. Right. So when you see somebody get hit with one of those, if you don't see them drop to the ground, you don't know what their finality is. Right. So when Mobius went away, honestly, he's an important part of this story, the comic books and the TV mm. and all that. But also, you can't just drop Owen Wilson like that after four episodes. Right. At the same time, my heart is so, so filled for this character that as soon as he saw it, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this fucking hurts. It hurt, dude. And uh, so then right after that, basically, Renslayer takes Sylvie and Loki to go meet the timekeepers. So they go down there, and again, in the beginning of this episode, we did see their silhouettes. Uh, but then we get to see the three of them in their chairs, you their know. floating chairs. Their floating chairs. Fucking the one who looks like Chewbacca a little bit. I couldn't understand a word he said. Like, whenever they would talk, I could hear the main one. And the other two, I was like, I don't know what they're saying because they sound so muffled, you know? Oh, like Bane? Yeah, it was not good. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, same, same. It was, again, too, yeah. like, cool to see the actual timekeepers. Like, you know, there's such Marvel lore. Like, holy fuck, we're actually getting deep into... Yeah. Deep into Marvel. Yeah. They're like, we're, these these characters are only, again, lore, legend. Right. If you're talking about a certain storyline, you're like, I am a fucking type here, whatever. Now we're, we're, we're deep now. Yeah. Which is, I think, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I thought it was so cool to introduce us to these guys because they're so, they're so, we have the Celestials and we have the Timekeepers. Like, the, the these are big people. Mm -hmm. These are the runners of the Marvel actual living universe right in their comics yeah you know these are the as we all uh most of us in this world will say like jesus and god and stuff these are their creators right so very very cool to almost get to their biblical points oh definitely and see these people and these characters come to life and like how they run stuff mm. which the timekeepers sitting in their chairs making everybody else do their work they're a bunch of fucking pieces <laughs> Bunch of Hitlers, if you ask me. <laughs> well, they did kill the guy. They did kill the guy with the biggest nose on the show. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, the hate runs deep, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, the time Nazis. I had to, I had to bring it out. Uh, <laughs> we can't do a podcast. So I'll talk about no, Hitler. I'll talk about Hitler. He's a great guy. Um, <laughs> Need another one. <laughs> Wait, that's the first time. Oh, oh God. God. First time in a long time. That's yeah, it's happened. been a minute. <laughs> so, you know, basically the timekeepers are like, hey, they need to be pruned and everything. B-15 shows up and she's like, we're going to fuck some people up right now. Because now she's fucking pissed. Yeah. She's avenging something she doesn't even actually remember. Yeah. Oh, definitely. At this point. But she goes, this is wrong. And this is That's not the how thing. She, she has Now it's just wrong. Right. Because now she's been lied to. Her yeah. whole life's been a lie. And people continue to... Beat around the bush about it. Oh, yeah. If not, avoid it. So B-15's like, I'm going to find out what's going on. Helps Loki and Sylvie. Sylvie gets her sword back from B-15. There's an awesome fight scene in this timekeeper area where basically everyone gets defeated. Uh, or Renslayer and the TVA get defeated. Uh, and at that moment, I I loved it when Sylvie and Loki are basically questioning the timekeepers. Is this when uh, Renslayer gets wounded in the shoulder? Yes. She gets hit with something? Yeah. She gets stabbed or something? Yep. Or shot? Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, they're finally talking to the timekeepers and uh, Sylvie, you know, throws the sword and cuts off the head of the main one. 
and the head rolls down and you're like, why are those sparks? Why are there sparks coming out of that neck? And you realize that the timekeepers are androids. That was a shock. Because that that was super upsetting. Mm. Yes, a shock, but upsetting. Because they're such big characters. They've been mentioned since like the first five minutes of episode yeah. one. I've been waiting for these assholes to make appearance. <laughs> yeah. Been waiting. And I should have known that even their first screen entrance wasn't all that grandeur. So mm. I should have known from the get-go. Yeah. But to see the head roll and sparks flying and almost the whole thing come apart like somebody just ruined a play. Yeah. That hurt. Also yeah. makes you think, well, there's only one TVA. Where the fuck are these timekeepers staying? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Because they got the big light bulb head dudes up there too, up, yeah. in, up in space, you know, yeah. where uh, Thanos was hanging out and stuff. What are their names? I can't remember. The Watchers. Thank you. Yeah, you got the Watchers up there. Like the timekeepers got to be even farther than them or out, more outlooked than, than they were. Mm. So I almost feel stupid believing that the timekeepers were easily accessible through the future. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a letdown at the yeah. same time, like. It's more of a letdown that I let myself be let down. Yeah. And thinking, oh, we're good. They're, of course they're right here <laughs> in a back closet. Right. At the TV. You can reach them by an elevator. Oh, yeah. 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 Duh. Duh. Yeah. I, uh, this, this part was bittersweet for me because I was like, it would have been cool to have these timekeepers. Yes. But then it only furthered my theory of what I wanted out of the show, which I did get. Yes. Which I was happy about. Oh, we can say that next episode. Oh, definitely. Because but I guess when it happened. Right. <laughs> I was like, this could still happen. I was like, so again, my question was the same as Sylvie and Loki at that moment when they see the heads of an Android, is who is behind this? And there has to be somebody who created these androids. What happened? And I was like, again, I was like, man, I wish these timekeepers real, but also we might get to where I want to go. And at that moment, I'm thinking that all of a sudden I see Loki start disappearing and he fucking gets pruned by Renslayer. Yep. Yes, he does. And I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like that. We shot just me. lost Mobius. Right. You know, we just found out the timekeepers aren't real. Sylvie's in some room somewhere. And she's like, you know, well, at that moment, she's like, you know, watching her. They both have romantic feelings towards each other. But she just watched her care the person she cares for get disintegrated. And sees Renslayer behind it and basically looks at Renslayer, defeats her again, and goes, like, you're gonna tell me the fucking truth about everything. You know, and that's where I give credit to Sylvie to a point where it's like, you just watched something traumatic happen, but you are right back to business of like, you fucking bitch, tell me everything. Like, I even forgot about my mission, even though you just destroyed my man. Yep. You yep. know, which was intense. So. Well, that goes back to even, again, Loki watching in episode one, watching his mother get killed. Mm. And he sheds that tear. And then right away, it's like, oh, wait, what the fuck happened? Right. I mean, that's a lot to process real quick. Yeah. In thinking what you had thought the last 10 years was not your fault. Right. And now you found out it's a hundred percent. Right. 
bounce a lot of information from the process at the oh, moment yeah. and then go right back to, but, but what's up? What's going right. on? What do I have to do? Same fucking thing that she just went through at that moment where you just took the love of my life away. Yeah. Now what the fuck? Right. Can't even process it. Right. It's right back to you're telling me now. Right. And then we get end of episode. Well, at this episode, we have a mid credit scene. Woo! Which was the only one in the show, I believe, that we had. Yes. It was yes. the only mid credit scene. there's only a teaser at the end of the finale, which is right. everything we already knew. Right. So all of a sudden, Lo- you wake up and see Loki wakes up on a, a, I love a how they. I love how when they have a character wake up like that, the scene wakes up with you. Yeah. Like it's black screen and all of a sudden you're you're there. Both awake. You're there. And, uh, and you're like, oh shit, was I sleeping? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, what did I miss? Uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden Loki looks up and goes, you know, who are you? And all of a sudden there's classic Loki. Beautiful. Uh, like a Thor looking Loki. Uh, that, was, uh, that was called Boastful Loki. Boastful Loki. Who's mega black. And then you, yes, mega black. Then you, and then you had uh, young Loki. Kid Loki. Kid Loki. And then you had the best Loki of all of them. I believe Kid Loki was holding. No. Yeah. Kid yes. Loki was. Holding, holding the best Loki, which was. Skater Loki. Skater Loki. <laughs> in, in which case, Andy. We Who had his own little horns. <laughs> and, Andy, we had a little crown and everything. Yeah. And we also discussed this, that that means. That there is somewhere in the multiverse, yes. there is an entire timeline, an entire planet, where they're all of all the characters you know, <laughs> and this doesn't mean they correspond with what animal they'd go with, yeah, a la Spider Man or Phoenix, yeah. There's an entire world of fucking Marvel characters that yeah. exist only as animals, exactly, and we get a nod to it in the next episode. Oh boy, do we! <laughs> <laughs> but at that, that was the end of uh, episode four, which was phenomenal. And I don't want to say lackluster. Yeah, because three was a very, very important episode. Mm. Four was even more important. Oh yeah, there's not one out of six episodes. There's not one filler episode. Oh, right. We got fillers out of WandaVision. We got fillers out of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Which is fine by me. Yep. Because there's a lot going on in there. Yeah. There's actually a lot going on here, and somehow they managed to all make it matter. Right. That's huge, man. Oh, definitely. That's huge. I'm, I'm, kudos, kudos, just kudos to this, this series. Oh, definitely. Being the best in, in what Marvel has put out yet. Oh, yeah. Because there's plenty more coming out. Yeah, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, <laughs> the Iron Hawkeye, like the Iron, Iron Wars, Iron Wars. Yeah, it's all gonna be great. It's all happening. Yeah, it's gonna be good stuff. But thank you everyone for joining us for episode three and four. I can't wait to talk to you, buddy, about five and six because this is where business, as Jared would say, is about to pick up. Yeah, this is everything I wanted out of these last two episodes. That's because you were right about. I know, something. I was right, and you're. This is now your two for. 17? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So who's keeping track? I'm, I am. <laughs> so I'm very happy for you. But yeah. I'm happier to even dive into this next one. Oh, definitely, man. Well, again, everyone, thank you for being here. Send us comments, anything like that. Facebook, email. Find us on there. Facebook, email. Also, yeah. listen to us on Spotify. We are figuring out iTunes. Oh, this one we're fine on iTunes. A and A is the one. I oh, we are. Right. Yeah. We are fine with this. Yeah. One. This find one's us fine. on I don't iTunes know why and Spotify. A and A for some reason hasn't kicked over there yet. So I got, I'm working on that still, but. I'm Obviously, check out A&A. It's not for everybody. Um, still having a lot of fun with that one with Alec and I. So, But other than that, dude, I can't wait to talk about five and six. We're I'm doing pumped. it in about two minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, we will see you guys next week. See you, bud. We'd love to get your feedback. Please contact Cocktails and Comics at cocktailsncomics at gmail.com. That's all lowercase C O C K. T-A-I-L-S-N-C-O-M-I-C-S at gmail.com. Also, catch us on Spotify and iTunes, along with our other podcast, Nothing's Off Base.